Hello and welcome to episode 60 of Ready to Mosh. I'm Jem G and with me, as always, the Wayne to my Garth is Kev P. Hello. Hello. You all right? Oh, yeah, tired, but yes. all right. It's the morning after Uprising. Well, it's the afternoon after Uprising, it isn't is, it? Yeah. yeah. Got home about an hour ago, so we thought we'd get straight on with recording our review while it's fresh in the mind, mm-hmm. even though the mind's not fresh. And yeah, it's just going to be review this episode, no news or all of that gubbins, just a special episode on this. So first of all, we're going to talk about the festival itself, overview of the event, venue, facilities, and all of that. And then we'll go through all the bands that we watched. So didn't get to see everyone, but we saw a lot. Yeah, we did We did see a lot of bands. Just to mention at this point, we did go to the event as press. So we were there to review the event and all the bands that we could see. And thanks again to Dan at DC Sound Attack for the press accreditation. So, yeah, we'll crack on with what we thought. Yeah, it was a bit of a, I want to say a faff. At first, just trying to sort the tickets out. Um, yeah. Again, which, purely which, because it was press tickets, your normal tickets, so they were fine. They were fine, yeah. There was just, I blame the security and the venue staff, it, yeah, not it was, the festival itself it, it wasn't, or the festival. No, it wasn't the festival or anybody involved in sorting the press out. Uh, I think it was just poor communication from Showsec. Yeah. Who weren't great. No, but we did eventually get our tickets and our passes and we were sorted and we got in the building, so... That was a bonus. Yeah. Uh, the venue itself is absolutely amazing. Yeah. I was a little bit nervous beforehand, but I just get like that with venues that I don't know. Yeah. Because I'm so familiar with the Nottingham venues. If we go anywhere else, that's not an arena because you can't get lost or miss, lose anything in an arena, can you? It's no. just a big cave. A <laughs> big cave. Well, they are, aren't they? They're just big cavernous holes. and. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think the only thing that discombobulated me was how dark it was in the main room before that was being used for anything. Yeah, it was like, pitch black. Yeah, I was just paranoid that there was going to be steps that I couldn't see and I was just going to fall on my face. Um, yeah, the venue itself was really good. Yeah, so there's the main arena as you walk in and then there was you'd go across kind of like the top around the balcony, which was huge, and loads of seating as well. It was yeah. really impressive. Yeah, nice seating areas at the back and I think to the sides. Two stairways that you could go downstairs then to the floor area yeah and again there was seating down the sides there there was yeah and a really big bar on one side and the toilets i have to say the one thing i thought was not great about the kind of venue layout was that there was only one lot of toilets in general yeah so you'd have to go especially if you're in the the smaller academy too you'd have to go all the way through the main and cross onto the other side to get to the toilets yeah yeah i'm I'm sure there must have been others around that we just didn't know but i didn't see any no, I mean, we had access to all the ones, didn't we? Because yeah. we'd got our passes. But, I mean, there were plenty of toilets in there, but it was just having to go all the way there to get them. Yeah. Get to them. So the capacity for the main ones around 1,400. Yeah, I think, think. so. Mm. And the Academy 2s, did you say it's around 400? I think it's about 400, yeah. But 400 in that event, in the, in the Academy 2, looks very would look very tight. Well, I was thinking that. I'm sure I'd read beforehand it was 400, but it felt smaller than Rescue Rooms, which is 400. Yeah. So maybe less. But then they got the outside bit as well. Yeah, which they Which I know doesn't have, count yeah. towards capacity, but it kind of stretched it out, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And two little bars in there. The bars were really busy to start with, but I think that's because only those two small bars in Academy 2 were open. Yeah, they'd not open, they didn't open the main bar until the main stage opened. But it seemed thinned out bar-wise then. Yeah, it, it did, yeah. Well. And I think as well, everyone was getting there and going straight to the bar and everyone was kind of turning up early on like we did. Yeah. So you just, you know, you make your beeline to the bar, don't you? 
so yeah, there were three stages in total for the event. So the main room, Academy 2, and then about a week before the event, they added in the green room as a third stage. Yeah. And I think it was another five or six bands were added onto that. Yeah, I think so. And um, that was kind of in the middle of the two, really, almost like a foyer, not foyer, like a hallway area. Yeah, kind of a like a hall, yeah. Yeah, so a very small stage there. And then just off the Academy 2, like we said, there was the outside area. Yeah, which, was... had, which had a lot of... Um people outside all the way through the day because the weather yeah. was absolutely glorious yeah i think it just had a little bit of rain at one point in the afternoon yeah and that's where the well t- the two main food vendors were so we had wigston deli not just a corner shop providing some indian cuisine which was absolutely amazing yeah that was great we had that for tea didn't we we did yeah i thought it was a really good concept as well because it was just basically almost like an indian tapas kind of kind yeah thing. sort of yeah yeah so you had like potato cakes barges there's like a potato curry onion kind of onion salad thing sauce it, all vegetarian which is great for me yeah it, and as a real meat eater I like I, it blew me away. I thought it was really nice, mm. and it was good stodge as well. It was very good, yeah. Yeah, it tasted great, but it did it served a good purpose as well. Yeah, and then on the other side there was Motley Brew. Yeah, uh, big thank you to Philip Motley Brew as well. Yeah, for, for keeping us um, keeping us going when we were starting to flag towards the end of the night. Yes, definitely a good cup of coffee. And they also did filled cobs, which we didn't realise could have had one of those earlier yeah. on. And cakes. there was, yeah, the kind of cakes and Danishes, I think, as well. Yeah. And all at a bargain price. It was two pounder. Yeah, it was the cheapest coffee well. I've ever had at a festival. And it was good coffee. It was filtered coffee. Yeah. So, yeah, shout out to Motley Brew. If you ever see them at a festival, make sure you check them out. And then there was also a food van on the way in, yeah, kind of at we... the entrance. I don't know if that was like a part of the festival or it just lived there. Yeah, Maybe. where we grabbed some food. Was it first thing or was it just after? It was about three bands in, I think. Yeah. We realised we needed a bit of food. So I had some cheesy chips, of course, being the cheesy chip connoisseur of the podcast. Yeah, and I had the bacon cheeseburger. Yeah, my cheesy chips were great. Yeah, but yeah, but, I mean, the burger I had was fine. Good yeah. size. Good portion for a fiver. Yeah. And it was good because sometimes when you have cheesy chips, the cheese settles on top and your chips underneath are dry. But the cheese sprinkled down, so you got cheese all the way through. <laughs> That's my review of the cheesy chips. <laughs> Reviews of the cheesy chips, <laughs> it's yeah. important information. And then there was merch. Yeah, there was merch. The um, there was uh, a Sophie stand and a charity stand. Yes, I can't remember the other charities. Sorry, I can't either. I mean, the merch as well. The t-shirts are really cool. Mm. I, I think the, the merch was really good for Rising. Yeah, you could have pre-ordered your t-shirts, but we were aware of that and just kind of forgot yeah. to do that. So thankfully, we went early on. Because we got access to the press room, we could buy it and then just leave our merch in there, which was great. Yeah. Added bonus. And, yeah, the merch itself was an absolute bargain of a price. Mm. And I came back with, I, I picked up a T-shirt for me, a T-shirt for you, and a patch, mm. and it was 33 quid. That's normally one T-shirt, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty much. Which, I think it, I think if it was downloaded, it'd probably be 50, 60. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, absolute bargain price on the merch. And there was a lot of people wearing the T-shirts as well. So yeah, I imagine they did pretty mm. pretty well out of that. And there was some band merch at the side. I don't know if they were rotating that as bands came on and came went. Came on and went, yeah. yeah. But it always seemed quite busy around that area, which is good. Yeah, it was, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's all we've got to say in general about the venue and the event. Yeah. So we'll start moving on to all the bands that we watched. And there was a hell of a lot. 
We started with the Metal to the Masses final for Leicester, so there were four bands up for that. First one we saw were Voidwalker. Yeah, and again, like we said about Metal to the Masses before, for the Nottingham versions, I thought the, the standard of the bands was really good again. Yeah, to be honest, I wouldn't have wanted to pick between the four. I enjoyed all of them. I thought they were really good. Yeah, so I only saw three of these because I went check-in at the hotel. Yeah, you had to check in at some point, so you did that then, didn't you? Yeah. But yeah, I watched Void Walker as well. I thought the vocals were really intense. Mm. And it, it kind of mixed with a lot of clean ends as well. Yeah. And yeah, they were really good. Mm, yeah, I agree with what you said. They were great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next up were Loach, who for me kind of like had a... It was almost like Rage Against the Machine sort of vibe. I put that as well. Mixed with Deftones. I put, reminds me of Raid. And at one point, one track reminded me a little bit of Tool as well, some of the melodies that they were oh, using okay. in the layers. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see, I didn't get that myself. Yeah, but. I think it was only in one song, but I wrote it down anyway, so I didn't forget. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it filled up a lot when they got on as well. Yeah, I was just going to say, actually, um, I don't know if it's just because Void Walker on first, but the rest of the band seemed to have more support for them. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they were more established, I'm not sure, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had lots of energy. Yeah, some really cool bass lines go out, but Yeah, really almost melodic. kind of like funk bass lines yeah. as well, in places that, mm. that kind of give you that rage. That, yeah, rage that's what vibe, I was going to yeah. say. I thought, um, is it just me that's getting this? Because you know, sometimes my ears are a bit off. I hear things <laughs> that you don't. This doesn't necessarily mean it might be that mine are off. Well, could be. Yeah, your ears are off. <laughs> but yeah, definitely got some rage vibes from them. They were really good. Yeah. And then we had Inflictions. Yep. Little bit of uh, kind of like theatrical masks going on. I was going to say it was interesting because they were all masked apart from the lead singer. Yeah. Whether that was just a practical thing that they needed their mouth more open. I know that lead singers do wear masks, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was interesting. Although I'd listened to them a little bit and seen some stuff online, I didn't realise that they had the masks that passed me by. But yeah, I thought they were great, really heavy. Yeah, nice bit of crowd interaction mm. as well. At times they reminded me of a young Slipknot. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they had uh, a really strong mix, kind of like clean and sort of growling vocals mm. throughout. And I mean, the Metal to the Masses bands I saw, these were actually my favourite. Well, I was going to say, from the ones I'd listened to, because I've been listening to them all before, and if I had to pick one, it would have been Inflictions. Yeah. And then there's the fourth Metal to the Masses band, and this one I didn't see. Oh, so it's all on me. It's all on you. Running with Knives were the final ones. So again, I thought these were really good. They were kind of metalcore with, I thought, a hint of new metal at times going through them. Yeah. They had some really strong vocals, really got a role from the lead singer, and then on the clean vocals, it was usually a, a dual vocal, and that worked really well. They really harmonised mm. together well on that. Some really epic breakdowns and some really awesome guitar work, some cool solos, and yeah, just great. I actually noticed people wearing uh, Running With Knives merch as well. I noticed a bit of that, actually. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, they were all local bands, but my, again, a lot of local support. Yeah, and then I suppose we should... Uh finish with who the winner was yeah like i say we wouldn't have wanted to really have picked but the winners were void walker yeah so well done to them yeah congrats so they'll be on the new blood stage at bloodstock well done to them and well done to all the bands i think they've all got potential to go far anyway yeah i'm I'm sure we'll see them at more metal to the masses as well yeah because you know but some bands do play more than once it's yeah, not it's not just again, a, a single yeah one-time shot So next up, the festival itself properly started, I guess. Yeah, I suppose you could say that, yeah, in the main so, room. Yep, so kicking it off were internal conflict. So we had a chat with Adam a couple last of weeks week. ago, last week. 
yeah <laughs> an episode a couple ago <laughs> we had a chat with Adam from internal conflict so go give that a listen if you haven't yet yeah and yeah they set off proceedings really well yeah I thought they were an amazing opener yeah I was really looking forward to seeing them yeah we were right on the front for that and yeah they put in a great performance yeah really good to see and it's kind of like it's I want to say it's what we expected like with mm. the because I'd seen some of the stuff that they've done before on YouTube uh live performances a place like bloodstock and they were yeah a perfect opener yeah definitely we recommended them it's one of our recommendations a couple months ago i think yeah so we've kind of they've been on our radar for a while anyway so it's great to finally see them live yeah and hopefully i mean they're not a million miles away from us so hopefully we get to see them again too no, i've got a feeling they're somewhere that we are as well later in the year but anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah great opener yeah really solid Full of energy, really great performance, and set us up well for the rest of the day. Uh, next up were Blood Oath, and they've been around since 2015, I think. But I don't know how they've never made it huge, because they are kind of like a, a real solid band. And I, You know, when there's some bands you watch, you go, how, is, how have you never got mm. so, you know, like really big? Yeah. And, I, you know, which is a real shame, but... Yeah, they were fantastic. It was really good to watch them. Yeah, they were back in the academy too, so smaller room, but yeah. lots of support in there for Again, them. yeah, they had a hell of a lot of support. Mm. Yeah, it, it was a really tight set from them. Very, you know, kind of very angry, very loud, just what you really wanted at that time. Yeah, I think because different vibe, obviously, to internal conflict. So from going from them to, you know, their kind of energetic metalcore, this was more kind of intense. Yeah, kind of it was, it was a death good, metal yeah it was a good mix wasn't it gnarly yeah. yeah great and then the next band that we watched were Lowen again in Academy 2 also a band that we had a chat to before the festival yeah that you can go and listen back to that but yeah we were really looking forward to these weren't we yeah and it, it was one of the for me it was one of the performances of the day yeah I would definitely agree with that very it was so good a set the vocals the guitars yeah the drums everything just works really really well i think it's so different as well yeah it's almost like a palette cleanser yeah like uh so it's i suppose middle eastern doom metal yeah so really intense musically but then nina's vocal is just it's it's phenomenal yeah it is really she has got one of the best voices i've heard in a long time just so mesmerizing as well yes it is isn't it and atmospheric yeah you you get completely lost in everything. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was so so good at that. Yeah, and we started off on the barrier for that, and then I moved back a little bit just to get some footage from further away. But you could see everyone just seemed completely mesmerised. Yeah. By it all as well, it was just so captivating. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like you said about it being a palate cleanser. It was so mm. different to everything else on that day. Yeah. And it it, it was a perfect kind of choice for. Mm. Lowen to play because yeah they absolutely killed it another thing Lowen treated us to was a new song that they've been working on yeah they mentioned it when we spoke to them weren't 100% sure we'd hear it live but about 95% sure they were hoping they would yeah and it was technically a lot more advanced than the stuff that they'd done before so obviously it took a lot of uh a lot of work to get that right but they absolutely nailed it yeah and they always finish their set with like an impromptu jam as well yeah and that's really cool to watch because you just don't know what you're going to get and whatever you see is unique to them. Yeah. Or unique, unique to your to show. You. Yeah, yeah, rather. Yeah, it is, every show is always different. There's no there's no kind of guarantee it will be a particular thing. It's just going to be a thing. Yeah. And we caught up with Nina 
after the set as well in the press room just happened to yeah we would yeah we we bumped into her uh had a quick chat with her and yeah she's as lovely off stage as she is in the interview and yeah really nice to catch up with her again yeah so definitely if you get chance to see them if they're on anywhere near you make sure you do yeah next up was the meme and again they had an absolutely storming set uh, just as kind of like side note to this, the drummer, uh, Flo, was also the drummer for Lowen. Yeah, so he did two sets in He did in two a row. sets in a row, yeah. So he'd, he'd finish one set. There was a bit of a gap because then it went to main stage, didn't it? It did, yeah. Because these were on Academy 2 again. Yeah, so he had basically a bit of time to get back, probably get ready for the Demeem set. And yeah, so he, he had a hell of a day to a double shift pulled. Yeah. But yeah, awesome drummer to watch as well. Yeah, very, very good drummer. Yeah, amazing drummer. But yeah, Damim as a whole. Yeah, really enjoyed. And mm. I'm I'm going to say, I actually think they're better live than any recording I've ever heard of them. I was going to say that, actually. Yeah, they were, again, really captivating. and Yeah, really, yeah. really got the crowd um, going for stuff. Yeah. And... Yeah, it was a really intense set. And Nathaniel's yeah. voice was incredible. That, yeah, that's what I was going to say, and... Again, we chatted with Nathaniel and Flo a couple of weeks ago, pre-festival, and yeah, how he's quite softly spoken. Then yeah, he's, the he's, he's very he's, vocals on stage are just another world. It, it's such a that. balance. It's yeah. such a strange balance, isn't yeah. it? But yeah, vocally, musically, really, really good. Yeah, the, everything about their set was just on point, amazing. And they're in one of my top sets of the day, I would say. Next up, we saw Palm Reader. We didn't get their whole set, unfortunately. We did have to go for a little bit of a rest yeah catch up with ourselves and recharge of ourselves and our phones but we saw about half their set from up on the balcony actually we have seen them before anyway so we kind of knew what to expect they're the only band we've actually seen before out of all of these as well they are yeah so it's really great to see so many new bands or bands for the first time yeah and from the piece that we saw it was you know unfaltering it was kind of like a seasoned performance i was gonna say they're very yeah seasoned yeah it, it was just it was such a kind of consummate performance that was so they delivered everything so well yeah and i think as well because last time we saw that it was outside it was good to see them indoors as well because yeah. it always brings that extra air of atmosphere and a bit more intensity you don't lose as, anything as much audibly yeah i know what you mean it's more contained obviously because it, in the building. yeah it's more contained within the <laughs> yeah. building so you get a, i feel you get a better sound than you do at an outdoor event yeah definitely but yeah, like we said, season yeah. performance. Yeah, and solid as always. Really enjoyed what we saw of them. Yeah, Gu- guaranteed that it pleased everybody when they played. Yeah. And next up then, we did split off because I wanted to watch some of Pretty Addicted. They were on at the same time as Boss Killoid. Yeah. have to say, one of the main issues clash-wise was in the green room stage in the middle and Academy 2, bands are pretty, on pretty At the same time, yeah. Yeah. So there were a couple of bands on the green room that I would have liked to have watched. Master Charger, yep. Recall the Remains, and Muddy Brook. Would have liked to have seen all of them, but unfortunately... Yeah, there's just not yeah, the time to do it, yeah. As you get with any festival, don't you? Yeah. But anyway, so I watched the first half of Pretty Addicted. Couldn't get very near the front because it was quite a small space anyway that they were playing in, so mm-hmm. it was quite near the back. Couldn't see very well at all, but it sounded great. It's basically electronic, kind of goth rock. Very bouncy, very intense. It's just the lead singer, Vicious Precious, and the drummer as the live performance, but full of energy, lots of bouncing, loads of crowd interaction. There was a good crowd there to watch them. Mm. 
they have the kind of like biggest following that you saw for that stage? I don't know, actually. I kind of didn't, because they've been around a long time. Yeah, they have been around a while, actually, and not really on my radar, I think. Mm. Glad I saw a bit of them, hopefully. Some, I think they are going off on tour after this as well. So okay, so I'll keep an eye out, yeah. To see them, yeah. Well, while you were watching that, I went off to watch Boss Colloid. Yeah. And, yeah, I was right again, I was right at the front for this one. And it was, yeah, like a real hard, kind of sweaty, hot kind of like performance, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like there was so much energy kind of like delivered into this. And, I, yeah, I thought they put on an amazing show. Really, really good. Very strong vocally, almost clutch-like in places. I was going to say that. I came about halfway through because I watched Half of Pretty Addicted. And, yeah, they were definitely giving me some clutch vibes, good stoner bass lines going on. Yeah. And yeah, and there was loads of crowd interaction as well, which is always good. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm always kind of like a fan of that. They were talking to everybody through the set, and yeah, absolutely solid performance. Yeah, I'm glad I caught the second half of them. From what I'd heard beforehand, uh, I really enjoyed their sound. Definitely another one to catch if we if they're on tour mm, and we yeah. they're close by. Yeah, definitely. Next up, this is when we discovered Motley Brew, or when we actually went to Motley Brew, because we definitely needed some coffee to see us through the last two bands yeah. flagging at that point. Yeah. Full of coffee. I then went in first to watch Combi Cry, so you would stay out a little bit longer. Yeah, I stayed out a little bit longer. I, I still I needed a bit of time just to recharge. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Combi Cry, so did an hour-long set, electronic, old-school Combi Christ. Yeah. So it was mainly Andy on stage and then the electronic setup, I guess. Yeah. For lack of technical term. <laughs> Room was really busy when I got in there, kind of came in from the outside side doors, managed to squeeze my way a little bit in Yeah, to a point where I was vaguely comfortable yeah. and I could see slightly. Just about behind the tallest man in the world. Yeah, to the side though. That's good because then you don't get anyone right behind them to nudge into That's you from true, the side. Yeah. Yeah. Good so point. It was really warm and sweaty in the room at that point. It was, yeah. Well, yeah, it was a really great set from them. Lots of bouncing, lots of crowd interaction, lots of full pelt bass electronics going on. Yeah, I joined you. Well, I didn't join you for that. I came in and realised how busy it was where you were and headed to get a drink and then found a spot not far from the bar where I had a reasonable view. Mm. And although it was some way back, you could you could still hear everything perfectly well, see all right. So I was quite happy there. Yeah, I think that was the thing as well, because it was quite an intense sound with the electronic bass to it. Yeah. It kind of just filled the room with sound. It did, yeah. And, yeah, it was just kind of vibing all the way through you. Yeah. I mean, like, the stuff they were playing it absolutely shook me. Like, I could feel my bones shaking. Mm. It was so intense, so loud, so And basic. I think combination of that and the coffee I just had, it really woke me up, <laughs> so I was bouncing yeah. along throughout the whole set did move spots a couple of times just because it did thin out about halfway through yeah kind of towards the back i think people were going to get their spot for paradise lost or possibly to watch half of recall the remains yeah because they were on at the same time on the green room stage so yeah moved a bit further forward about two-thirds of the way through the set the sound cut off yeah i wasn't there i, I think it might have been a bit earlier than that because i wasn't there for that was it it was after you'd come in though oh was it yeah oh I don't think it was. Yeah, because I'd moved further forward and that was after you'd gone past Oh, uh, right, okay. Anyway, yeah, kind of the, 
the sound cut off and I just thought, oh, that's just stopped abruptly. It's part of the set. But then Andy tried to talk and the mic wasn't doing anything. So it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, they're probably... They've actually a... blown a fuse here. It's that loud. <laughs> yeah, the, the, there's probably an audio cut off that if something's a certain decibel, it kicks it kicks in. I don't know whether that or someone had accidentally flicked a switch on the sound yeah. desk. Maybe someone had spilled a drink. I've been at a gig where that's happened before on the sound desk. Oh, God. And it cut out yeah. in Nottingham Arena of all places. So while someone launched a pint, they didn't just spill it. A few minutes later, it kicked back in, so, and all resumed as it should, right yeah. through to the end. How insane was the light show? I was just going to say, that's the other thing as well, the p- whole part. It was almost like an old school rave type it was, environment, yeah. wasn't it? Not that I ever went to an old school rave, but what I imagine. <laughs> it, yeah, it was a very, very insane, intense kind of light show, and um, yeah, if if you've got epilepsy, that was not the place to be. Now, a few times, actually, lights were quite intense. I think Damien had quite they did, intense yeah, lights, they didn't intense they? A few lighting. times, it's like, whoa. Yeah, I guess dance tent vibes. It was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very, very full on. Yeah. Uh, but an absolute killer set. Yeah. And really enjoyed every minute of that. Yeah, I did. I'm so glad I've ticked them off now. Yeah. Then, finally, it was the headline act. Paradise Lost. Yeah, weirdly, I didn't think the room was as busy as I thought it was going to be. No, I didn't either, because I went in from Comic Christ and stayed just up on the balcony to start with. Yeah. Because I just assumed the floor would be heaving. heaving and there would be no point going down there. So I just stayed and the balcony was full, so I was kind of behind people on the balcony. Yeah. And I could just about see, and that was fine. Yeah, and then I kind of spotted a bit of space to the left of the stage. Mm. I said to you, maybe yeah, maybe we should go downstairs. So we did. So we did, and where we were stood on the left, there was so much room. We were so mm. close to the stage. Yeah, it was kind of a perfect area to be. Yeah, I don't know. There weren't that many people there for Paradise Lost. I just assumed everyone would be. Maybe everyone else has seen them before, apart from us. Yeah, again, I saw more merch for Paradise Lost though than yeah. anybody. Yeah, there was still the a decent crowd there, yeah. to be fair. But oh yeah, you know, it was still busy. Yeah, but it was, um, yeah, it was just, it, it was strange. It was, I thought it would every single person would be there. Yeah, but not complaining because we had loads of room and a great view. Yeah, and I'm always up for that. Yeah, so they started with the enemy and then moved into Hallowed Land, and the the whole performance from Paradise Lost was, you know, absolutely spot on. Again, another band that are even better live than kind of a recorded version. Yeah, definitely. And like we said, we don't know how we've managed to not see them before. No, it still blows my mind. But I imagine they're still as awesome as they always have been live. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah, the I think the set list, they played pretty much a lot of the stuff that I wanted to hear as well. Yeah, same for me. It was kind of like, a, I guess, the greatest hits, but they've got so much back catalogue to pick from. Yeah. <laughs> how do you narrow that down? But I think it was 12 tracks in total. Yeah. And it was just over an hour, I think. Yeah, they, were, they actually overran the stage time, didn't they? Yeah, only slightly. About five minutes? Yeah. Yeah, the third song they played, Faith Divides Us, Death Unites Us, is one of my favourite Paradise Lost songs. It's yeah. really good. So it was a real pleasure to hear that live. Next up, As I Die. Yeah, another belter. True Belief, first time they played that for a long time, I think, Yeah, they said. I really like it when a band does that. You know, when you're at a, an event or yeah. a venue and they do something they've not done for such a long time or it's Yeah, or a new track or, or something. Or it's a new track. Or, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, I was there for that. Mm. Yeah, they then moved into Gothic after that. And um, then it was Requiem, yeah. which is another of my favourites. I love that one. Yeah, and then Forever Failure. And Say Just Words, which is another 
of my personal favourites. I really yeah, do like that. I do like that one as well. I could say that about all of them. Well, yeah. Well, that's it. Do you know what? That's yeah. the thing. It's like you look at all of the songs they played, and I really do like every single track. Yeah. So it was just like a solid set list. It was really, really good. Yeah, they did. The Devil Embraced after that. And then I thought No Hope Inside was going to be the final track. I thought that as well. Yeah. yeah. And because, again, No Hope Inside is one of my absolute mm. favourites. It's just so, so good. And the voice is just incredible for that. Yeah. It is just it just perfect. And then, yeah, then they finished with Ghosts, which was another fantastic track. Yeah, I think it was a really good one to end on as well. Yeah, but I think, like you said, I I thought of the track before they would have mm. finished with, but, uh, yeah, but they didn't. They finished with Ghosts. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. Finally, we got to see them live. Yeah, the whole show was amazing. It was a lot, lot of crowd interaction. Again, the light show was great. Yeah. Went really well. So, yeah, just the whole performance was... Yeah, everything everything was tight. It worked really well. Yeah, it's everything you'd hope for, for a band that you've not seen before, that you want it to be, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Want... When it's a band that you've never seen that you really wanted to see, you don't want to end up disappointed. You don't want to be disappointed, you've, yeah. You feel like you've, you've built it up to something, all the expectation, but... Yeah, not they them. they far outweighed my expectation. They were yeah. they were so so good. Yeah, and I can finally now wear a Paradise Lost shirt. <laughs> yes, you can because yeah. they've got some epic T-shirts. And in our world, you have to see a band to be able to wear the T-shirt. Yes, that's the rule. That's our rule, at least. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, not that I need any more band T-shirts, but I always need a band T-shirt. Yeah, it's perfect end to an epic day. Yeah, it was. A, it was an incredible day. We had a great time. Yeah, so in total, I saw 13 bands. Yeah, I saw 11. That's that's a pretty good attempt to trying to get through everybody. We yeah, got through as much as we could. Pretty much ticked off everyone definitely wanted to see. Like we said, there's a few more I could have seen if it had split people between the, the between, two smaller yeah. stages, but it's just how it worked out. But yeah, definitely a good day. I think the way that they organised it and planned it all as well with like half-hour sets and stuff, it just meant that you got a really quality chunk of every band. Yeah. As well, so it's a good way of fitting lots of bands in. Yeah, the the setup for it was perfect. Yeah, I think it was so well organised and so well planned, and yeah, you could you could see why it's becoming bigger and bigger. Yeah, that was the sixth version of it. Yeah, it's good to see a small festival just carrying on and growing. Yeah, it is, and it, yeah, it's, like I say, it's, it was a great day. They've done really well, and also just to mention on that. Early bird tickets are now on sale for Uprising 7. Yep, they are. They're, I believe, a bargain price of £20. Yeah, if you get on on the early bird and, you know, for that kind of, that's a crazy price. It's like people should definitely get on for that because the quality of the bands that you're going to see. Yeah, obviously we don't know who's going to be there yet, but based on based this on year previous, previous. Based on this and previous years, yeah. Whoever you're going to get is going to be an awesome day out and highly recommended. Yeah. We'll, I'm sure we'll probably be there next year. I certainly hope so. Well, that was the Uprising 6 Festival Review. We had an amazing time at that and strongly recommend everybody goes to the next incarnation. So we're going to leave it there for now and we've got a vlog of the event coming out on YouTube sometime soon. Yep, if it's not already out, so you can actually see some footage of all the bands that we saw to put visuals to our review. And obviously we'll have bits and bobs on all of our social media channels. And speaking of which, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Ready to Mosh Cast. Facebook, TikTok and YouTube at Ready to Mosh. So give us a like, share, follow. Give us five stars on whichever platform you're listening on. Because that always helps. Yeah, we'd love it if you did that. So yeah, thanks for listening and we'll be back next week with another episode. 
make it stop moving. 